And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Do you think I could do a cartwheel? No. I don't think you can do a cartwheel. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. My gut knows you're right. But there's a part of me that's like, I mean. I, DC Matthews. No. I have never done a cartwheel do, in my Doc entire Manson. life. I I remember doing some sort of gymnastics thing as a kid and like there was a mat and you would like go over and put your hands on the mat and you would then like kick your feet up in the air and it was supposed to be like gearing up for a cartwheel and i remember doing that and that's about it never but, did a cartwheel never did a headstand handstand whatever um not i've done a somersault I can I can say I've effectively and efficiently done a somersault. I vividly remember in like summer camp pulling a Mick Foley and doing a you run and like jump and flip over and just back bump on the okay. ground. Now. Yeah. You were younger then. I was younger then. And much like Mick Foley, I think I have a wide flat back that can dispel you know, the impact. So I don't really hurt myself, but, uh, you know, a class of mine a couple of years ago had a lot of gymnasts in it and they would do all of these things and they would try to get me to do a cartwheel. And I was like, no, I do one cartwheel a day and I get up first thing in the morning and that's when I do my cartwheel. So I'm not doing another one. And, you know, even still to this day, like, they're like, did you do your morning cartwheel? I'm like, of course I did. They're like, no, you didn't. You can't do one. And I'm like, have this in thought in my head, like, maybe I could pull one off. Just, you know, maybe like when it gets to their like graduation, I could, you know, do one and be like, ha, take that. But I, I think mean, I would. I've seen people in our relative shape complete cartwheels. So I, I don't think it's impossible, but I just I don't Unlike, I don't have unlikely. faith that I'm coordinated enough to do it. And I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> On the scale of coordination, yes. I'm not saying that I'm much more coordinated than you. I, like I'm saying, like if if we're on a scale of one to ten, and let's say you're like a four, I mean maybe I'm a five, five and a half, mm. but not not much past that. <clears throat> Can I say I really appreciate that you gave me a four? You're welcome. I was and actually, in fairness, in some regards, you may be more coordinated than I. I don't think I could ever line dance. And I know, I mean, knees notwithstanding, <laughs> you have at one time in your life line danced. So maybe have. I've got those rankings reversed to some degree. No, because let me tell you a story that happened to me recently. And my first immediate thought after I realized I wasn't bleeding was this is going to be great for the podcast. Excellent. I was getting up from the couch. I had, we had had our dessert. So there was a can of aerosol whipped cream that was on the ottoman. And I was like, I'm going to go put it back in the fridge. And I grab it. And as I'm walking, as you do, you kind of reach up to give your, you know, you do the little squirt in your mouth. I hit my elbow into the wall 
and stabbed myself in the side of the face with what is, turns out, a somewhat sharp plastic, like, star tip of the whipped cream. Thankfully, I do think I was saved from a laceration by the facial hair because it got me right, like, in the side of the goatee. Did you bleed or did you not? No, luckily I did not bleed, but I thought I had did because it hurt. And I and then I was like, oh, it's, it's you know, I feel it's like moisture. No, it was just whipped cream. Just kind of. And, uh, if it makes you feel any better, uh, uh, at at work last week, um, I, I I you know I'm sort of moving into a new office space, and, and I had this um, uh, monitor arm mounted to the desk, and a new monitor came in. And I had it mounted there, but the monitor arm just was an old thing and I it wasn't really working and it wasn't really um, working out. And I still had the stand that the monitor was meant to go on. So I said, ah, I'll just, I'll just swap it out. And so I'm unscrewing the mount on the back of the monitor that this monitor arm is in. And I'm just, you know, there's four screws and you're just loosening them one at a time. And like, I'm, I'm going back and forth. So it's coming off evenly and I get it off, and I'm, I'm like, there's one screw left, and it's kind of still stuck in there. And I'm like, and I finally get it to go. And of course, no sooner than it does it go, that this pressurized spring-mounted monitor arm, which was being weighed down by the weight of the monitor, of course, is free of that, mm. and it immediately springs upwards, <laughs> and it slammed me right in the face. The full force of this metal monitor arm. Hit me right across the nose. I had two marks on my cheek for a few days, and I, <clears throat> I thought I broke my nose when it happened. And luckily, I've got quite the beak. And again, mm-hmm. I guess apparently that was strong enough to uh, dispel that 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 force, disperse the force of that. But uh, oh, it hurt. I believe it. Yeah, I've broken my nose. It's not fun. Face planted a cement patio. Not fun. Have you? Have you broken your nose? I I was chasing my cousin. We were in our yard. Were not, you younger? Our, not our. Yeah, I was a uh, probably like twelve. I think I was in like eighth grade. Um, Let me see your nose. Face me. It doesn't. It's a little off. Is it? Yeah, a little bit. I never noticed. Um, right. I appreciate that. But yeah, I was chasing uh, my cousin Rob, and there was a stump that I tripped on. And I f- smashed my face into the side of our cement pad, just a giant cement block outside of um, our house where I grew up or my house where I grew up. And yet broke my nose, uh, let, you know, cut my lip like, yeah, it was bad. So I had to go to the hospital, had to get surgery and all of that type of stuff. So my nose is a little off, not terribly, um, but yeah, not fun. Not a fun time because they're putting, you know, shots of Novocaine into like the upper inside of your gums and your lip and all of that. And that hurts. And uh, no, huh. not enjoyable. Not, not a good time. Uh, how has your week been? Have you had a good time this week? You're moving into a new office. It sounds like you're moving out of perhaps the lab space or are you just uh, moving to a different part of the lab space? No, I mean, I'm, I'm moving into a different building for my responsibilities as a professor. Um, and I mean, I'm increasingly spending more time in that new office space as opposed to the old one. Yeah. So I'll make the transition fully to the new office space in the spring, and then I will leave sure. behind the old space. But for now, I'm still sort of in two places. Yeah. But hey, 
progress is progress. Small progress is still progress. So anytime. I don't think I went, I don't think I went to my old office at all yesterday or today. So um, I'm sure my staff are like, where the hell is he? But I, I just, whatever. Yeah. You got to take those victories. You yeah. take, take those little victories. Uh, it's been a weird week. It's been a weird week. We were supposed to record yesterday. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you recall. Uh, my wife has had Lyme disease once. Uh, that time that she did, she had this welt behind one of her knees. Um, and we were at a social function. And uh, a friend of ours, you know, we were cu- talking about the welt and all of that. And a friend of ours was like, I don't know, maybe that thing will kill you or something to that effect. Um, and, you know, that, that didn't necessarily sit well with my wife. She was quite nervous about it already. Um, it turned out, you know, it didn't have the traditional bullseye sort of thing, uh, but she did that, have. That wasn't a friend. That was me. It was you. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she was angry with me for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not yeah, anymore. No. Not anymore. Nah, I'm sure she's a little bad at me. No, no. Every time, every time we see you, she makes some comment about how different and happier and more delightful you are as a. Person I've always been viewer. delightful. I feel that way. Thank you. I <laughs> that. Um, but she had another welt on the back of her leg, and I immediately. Hey, maybe she'll. Be okay, thanks. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so I was like, we should go to the clinic because if it's Lyme, we should deal with that. Um, and that was at the kind of the beginning of the day. And by the end of the day, like I went that to was work today or yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. Um, okay. She was, you know, breaking out in hives, like hives Ooh. on her arms, on her elbows, and all of that. So we went to the clinic yesterday. Um, they were like, nope. Lime wouldn't necessarily give you all this other stuff. So put her on some antibiotics and, you know, the antibiotics make it difficult to sleep. So then they were like, so why don't you take some antihistamine with that, which will help with the itching of the hives and also probably will help you sleep. So she's been double dosing and taking all sorts of interesting uh, products. She's okay. Hives seem to be abating. Doesn't seem to be. Benadryl? Yeah. Yeah, but it was but it but it was like through her scalp, on her arms, on her legs, like it, it, not fun. Like nothing. So what do they think? Just uh, allergic they, reaction? Or? They they were like something. You're something is disagreeing with you. Did you have food that you haven't had before? And we had tried a new restaurant. Um, not that I think we had eaten anything unusual. We had a pulled pork sandwich, some Brussels sprouts, and tiramisu. So it's not like there was a, you know, it wasn't a seafood sort of thing, but like. You know, were you exposed to any new chemicals? Are you trying any new, you know, uh, beauty products, any of that sort of stuff? So she can go. There is a referral to an allergist if she feels like she needs to. But this is the first time this has happened. So we're just trying to treat this now and we'll see about anything in the future. But it made for, you know, a a stressful day. And then to, to add on to that, have you ever had a time when your car door won't close? Yes. Yes. Not my, well, sort of. Or a car door. Yeah. One of my first cars, I think at one point, I think, I don't know if I was with my brother 
or what? Maybe I don't know if I was even driving at the time. If he was driving, I was just younger. But yeah, like the door to the car no longer would stay latched. And like we had to hold it closed. Yeah. To go home. Luckily, we weren't too far from home. But I remember that being being terrifying, feeling like I was going to get sucked out the door. But I don't know. What's your story? This is about you. Well, so I have a tendency to to drive my cars into the ground. Like I, you know, I should buy a new car. I have the money to buy a new car. I have yet to buy a new car. Um, so I was getting the mail this weekend. Hey. And and I, I opened the idea. door. Buy a new car. Buy a new car. Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. I have right. I have conversations with people all over New England. I'm trying to get the best deal. So if I have to drive to Massachusetts or Brattleboro, Vermont, in order to get a good deal, then darn it, that's what I'm gonna do. So, right. Okay. But I open up the door to get the mail, and a you know we had had the remnants of the hurricane. Thoughts with anyone affected by that? Um, and you know the, the door sort of bent beyond the realm it's supposed to bend, like it pushed open extra, and then it wouldn't close, and I couldn't get it to close. So I drive from the mailbox to our parking space with my door just open, like all the way open. And I'm trying to figure out what to do because of course now the interior lights are on. So I'm like, I can't just leave it like this. I have nothing in the car worth stealing, but I don't want the battery to die. And it's a Sunday. So I'm Googling like how to fix it yourself. And they suggest some website suggested taking something large and wooden and kind of putting it in the door jam to sort of help bend things back, whatever. And so I have, hold on. I've owned for many years a pool cue back from the days of college in which, you know, tall guy and I would play pool. So my dad bought me a pool cue for Christmas one time. Okay. Uh, And you know, it's been sitting around. I haven't played pool in years. Uh, but the case was the only thing I could think of that was the size, approximate, approximate size. So I tried to use that to sort of get the door in place. And I got the door to close more, but then the spring fell out. And so I managed to get the door mostly closed. I drive it to the garage. I get the, do- the dome light comes off. I drive it to the garage. I leave a note. They're like, you know, we're going to need to take the panel somehow. Somehow, I don't know how, Doc, but somehow the door panel needed to be removed because it needed the door needed to be hammered back into place because somehow it was very oddly bent. And, you know, so they needed to do that. So they worked on it. You know, they were working on it when they could get to it. They finally fix it. We're at the walk-in clinic when I get the call that it's ready. So we go pick it up. We then drive next door. All of this, luckily, is within a mile of our apartment. We drive to the local Mega Mart to go to the pharmacy to get my wife's prescription for the, uh, an- the steroids that she needs. And I get open the door to get out of my car, and the spring falls out, and the door won't close. Yes, of course. And I'm like, I've had this car for three minutes. Now, luckily, it's not fully open. So I'm holding the door with one hand while I'm driving back to the garage with the other. I pull it up. I go put the spring back on the counter. And I was like, I wanted to say, all right, try again. But I I was slightly kinder than that. And then they managed to, you know, 
put it back into place. So I went to work today with it, praying every time I opened the door that it wouldn't break again because now I'm at work. And so far, so good. I've made okay. it. I've, I've gotten out of the car and gotten into the car at least four or five times since then. It seems to be okay, but I need a new car. So, uh, 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 Subaru? I'm thinking a Subaru. My wife's got a Subaru. I'm a fan of Subarus. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Connecticut's prices are ridiculous. So I'm looking in Maine. I'm looking in Vermont. I got a, somebody on, you know, right on the Cape, right at that like first town you get to before you're on to Cape Cod. You know, we'll see. I will buy one probably in the next month or two. But yeah, so between the, the walk-in clinic, the car garage, the back to the car garage, uh, I am sure I would have made for excellent podcast mood as I'm cursing out everyone within a three-mile radius. Would have been uh, humorous. It would have been. And then, you know, next next week we got open house where, where you know, the kids bring their parents and this is my classroom. This is what we're working on. And so it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a time. It's, it feels like it's been a, it's been a stressful few weeks, but I'm looking forward to hopefully some calming down. I'm looking forward to, uh, looking forward to a, a premiere live event this weekend, Doc Manson. I don't know if you're going to be watching What's extreme rules, extreme rules. Uh, that's going to be a negatory for me there, DC. But why don't you tell me about Extreme Rules, the old ER, as I like to call it. Well, we've got Liv Morgan defending her title against Ronda Rousey in an Extreme, extreme! We've got Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a fight pit. Extreme! We've got Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. We've got Bianca Belair against Bailey in a ladder match. Extreme for <laughs> WrestleMania 12. We have Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match. Extreme. And we have the Brawling Brutes, which Ooh. is, of course, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch taking on Imperium which is, of course, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. Oh, that's too bad. They got rid of Walter, huh? And they are taking place in a six-man, good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. I would say that's extreme, but I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a, the most recent gimmick match. and A Donnybrook match? It's basically just a no-disqualification match. And I think there might be a couple of shillelaghs that they put around outside. All right, all right, all right. But, you know, Butch is, of course, Pete Dunn. And yes, Walter is in there, though he is now Gunther. Uh, that's the match I'm most looking forward to, to be honest. The other ones, I'm sure, will be fine. But that's the match I'm going to make sure I am watching because Sheamus and Gunther had a heck of a match last time we had Clash at the Castle. And Ridge Holland and the other, you know, members involved, they're fun. So that should be that should be an entertaining sort of chaos match. But all right. Oh, that sounds like a good time. I still haven't gone back to watch that Seamus uh, Gunther match. And I do want to. I, I do, do want recommend to. I just it. Haven't. I do recommend yeah. it. 
Uh, but yeah, so that's what's been going on here. Uh, you're moving into your new office. It is October. Uh, last we spoke, I believe you were mentioning that, you know, not necessarily a huge amount of holiday festivities, you know, any any movies you've been checking out, any any pumpkin creations you've been having, any Halloween-themed escapades? I guess I knew it was like October 6th already, but until you said that, I hadn't even thought about, like, my usual Shocktober shenanigans. I hadn't even thought about it. You are a busy little boy. You're doing all sorts of crazy stuff, so I totally get that you may not necessarily be uh, in that sort of mindset. Definitely not. I, I, yeah, I hadn't even had not even really crossed the mind. So, uh, yeah, you'll have to, you know, you'll have to celebrate in a different way. Maybe next summer can be the summer of horror or the summer of horrid. Maybe. Or the summer of sound scary because, you know, GQ may be free. Maybe the window washing business will dry up by then and maybe you'll have time to record a bunch of episodes of that so windows do get left open more during the summer that's true the possibilities are in fact endless with the summer off let me tell you when you're done and you go i don't need to return to work for like a thousand hours you can create all sorts of tournaments and podcasts that like four people listen to and it's good times yeah good time i think it will be we'll see uh I may have picked your brain about this before, but I want to pick your brain about it again. Um, Pick away. Do you recommend that people use a VPN? Generally speaking, no. It's not some paranoid and wearing a tinfoil hat. Well, that's kind of it. So our, our, uh, we were, our school district, our internet was hacked a few years ago and ransomware and all of that stuff. And since then, our our boss has been very paranoid. And so he insisted we all get this cybersecurity training. And I did it today. And, uh, you know, they make it sound like you need a VPN. It's the only way to keep you safe. Um, if you are an administrator of any sort of large server that is meant to be accessible publicly so accessible from the internet by in by some way then yes you should absolutely route all traffic through a vpn um but that's okay. different from i would say regular personal use yeah from no, a cybersecurity standpoint and managing a server yes everything should should route through a vpn and any sort of external connections from end users <laughs> Should probably go through a VPN. Yes, I, I agree with that for security purposes. Do you trust public Wi-Fi? No, I typically just rely on my cellular connection. Okay, so they were going through all of the different, you know, the different types of scams and phishing versus shishing. Where there was like eighteen different types of shishing, um, <laughs> but then they were like, you know. You should never use public Wi-Fi to do company work. And I was like, I technically, you know, have my work email on my phone. And I suppose technically I will, you know, occasionally connect to public Wi-Fi. So, all right. Fair enough. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, 
public Wi-Fi is never really a great idea for anything like that, for sure. Um, it's somewhat safer if you're routing through a VPN, but um, VPNs aren't necessarily foolproof either. VPNs can be leaky um, and give away more information than they're supposed to. So the implementation can be important as well, but... So is the VPN more for being able to watch AEW pay-per-views for cheaper and things yeah, of that I mean, nature? It's, it is good for if you don't want anybody to be able to sort of snoop on your traffic. Um, it can be helpful. But again, there are ways around that, depending. Um, and it is good for, yeah, for not letting people snoop on your traffic, whether that be your ISP itself, your internet service provider, or nefarious... Uh, folk out there so it has its uses but unless you're doing something that shouldn't be accessible or is maybe a gray area of legality i i I don't know that i see a large use for it um like for example like even like the school stuff per se like i don't know yeah, I get that you probably shouldn't do work on public Wi-Fi and all of that, but at the same time, like working for a public school, like all of your information is accessible through a Freedom of Information Act request. Yeah. So it's all public information anyway, so I'm not sure that it super matters. Yeah, the training was most definitely geared towards bigger corporations, you know. Somebody will tailgate. They'll go into your lobby and pretend to be a coworker and they'll join a conversation and then they'll, you know, they'll follow you into work. And that way you're letting them in you know, by using your security card. And then they find a, on, you know, an open workstation and they're able to hack into your network. And I was like, that's not going to be applicable to my. Right. I mean, these days, the extent of hacking is typically like somebody goes to your account, hits forgot my password, um, calls up some sort of uh, customer service for a company, and then talks to the customer service representative and and tries to sweet talk them into giving them them access by saying, oh, I'm trying to reset my password. I don't have access to this other account, and we got to get this done. And it's really like most of it's more... I feel like social engineering mm-hmm. than it is any sort of hacking like you're familiar with from movies and things like that um, for the most part. But. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You may find a flash drive and you'll be curious to know what's on it. So you'll plug it in and they're in, they have access to everything. I'm like, I don't know that if I saw a flash drive, I would care enough to pick it up. Like, <clears throat> do you use flash drives frequently? <laughs> No, I feel like that's kind of an antiquated piece of technology. Those better yeah. be pickle flavored cookies if she's showing up right now. I, I requested pickle flavored cookies. Oh, I've been brought nothing. She had, she had sent a message to the the bestie chat. Where, where are the pickle the pickle flavored cookies? Where are they? They don't exist. We do have pickle flavored potato chips. That she that was what she mentioned. She was like, "What should I bring him? Cookies, chocolate, pickle flavored chips." I'll and I said, "Pickle flavored cookies." Dust from the bottom of the bag and roll them in our cookies. Bring me something fun, or 
or oh, you make some batter. I like that she said, bring something fun. And rather than smack you upside the head, she was like, oh, I have an idea. Let me go. And she brilliant. <sighs> All right, good. Then I won't worry too much about a VPN, except, you know, if AEW comes out with a streaming site, but only internationally. Speaking of AEW. Have, have you, you heard that they've uh, they've renamed the title of their video game to Backstage Assault? <laughs> that's a uh, joke I saw on Twitter. That's a good one. Uh, it's a good one. As someone who played WCW Backstage Assault, it's even funnier. Yeah. That was a terrible game. Uh, yeah. You know, Andrade, I guess, just popped Sammy Guevara. That's the most recent story I've heard. He punched Sammy Guevara and Sammy Guevara, you know, didn't fight back, so Andrade got sent home, and Sammy Guevara was, oh, a mango pop. Melon bar. Melon bar, that's it. Did you go back to the store no, and get I some more? Have you, one more? you have more willpower than I do. I'll buy, like, the Yasso bars, and I'll go through a box in, like, a day and a half. It's not willpower. It's It goes into the freezer, and I forget that it's there. Fair. You have Halloween candy in your house yet? Yes. It's in the for, basement. For Halloween or? Yeah, you... for, ha- for Halloween. Yeah. We, we buy it early. We stick it in the basement so we don't even think about it or look at it. And uh, it's just there. See, this is my problem. If there's good food, I will almost always have like an encyclopedic memory of where it is in the house. And for me, out of sight, out of mind. If I can have willpower up front. To either not just not buy something or just again put it out of sight. Uh yeah. I'm like a I don't know, I'm like a goldfish or something. My wife loves the Russell Stover's caramel marshmallow pumpkins, which has both. They're sold out everywhere. I've been to Walgreens, I've been to CVS. I went on to the Russell Stover's website because I was like, I'll buy a box. Like I'll spend that money. And they had a box of 18 for like 20 bucks, and I was like, perfect. Well, the weather's warm, so we can't do regular shipping. So you have to get it either next day or second day air. And second day air is $26. <laughs> I was just like, come on, Russell Stovers. But yeah, no, nothing. No Halloween prep. This, this year, it's going to be the lost Halloween because you're going to be too busy grading exams. And I don't know. The last couple of years have been lost Halloweens also. We didn't really do much for fair. The pandemic years either. So do you get to do you get to pick out like the paint color you want? Like, will they paint your office for you if you wanted a different color? No. no. Do you get to pick the carpet and like, you know, (laughs) carpet? My office doesn't even have shades. They just have these giant windows. So there's glare on fucking everything. (laughs) It's awful. Are you in the basement? At least you were in the basement before. I'm on the second floor at this point. Hey, moving up in the world. Yeah, but in like the oldest building on campus. So it's not a still moving up vertically is up. (laughs) Anything else you want to say for the good of the order before we get into our half dozen emails? Um, Rip Sarah Lee. Yeah, I was sad. She's married to Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that today. That was sad. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of glazed over the Andrade story because Mrs. Manson came in with your melon pop, but 
Yeah, I guess in, in AEW, you're allowed to just go punch people whenever you feel like it. I hope that Andrade doesn't get released from his contract. It's clear that's what he wants. I hope he gets sat on and he has to spend the next five years of the prime of his life doing absolutely nothing in the industry. But I'm a spiteful bastard, so. Well, I, I had heard that Tony Khan, or what was it, Brian Bradshaw was telling me that Tony Khan has now a no-release policy. Now that Triple H is in charge and they know that, you know, he's reached out to some people or somebody's reached out being like, hey, if you're interested in coming back, we'd love to have you. Now Tony Khan saying, nope, I'm not going to release anyone. You're going to work your contract or you'll sit home and violate your contract, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's signed on for a nice five or seven year contract and he'll he'll waste well, the prime he, of his life. Won't he still get paid, though? I don't know. It depends on how the contract is. If you don't have a downside guarantee, he might not. I but suppose that's this true. day and age, he must have a downside guarantee. Yeah. So. It's one of those things that I'm like, there might be some people. I, I, I have no thought basis for it. I have no reason to, to think this is true outside of the fact that I think that it's true. I could see Adam Cole being like, you're going to pay me to stay home and play video games all day. Okay. I don't know. Some of these people, I feel like, would be put off by that. I think some of them They would. want to perform, you know? I mean, you know, I don't know. Andrade, you know, will go to all these various tropical locations with his wife or whatever his relationship is with Charlotte at this time. And I, I don't know. I think there are a number of people who are interested in, in getting out. And part of me wants Tony Khan to let him go. And use that time and energy and money to go towards people who actually want to be there. Of but course. another but another part of me is also kind of where you're at. Like, though you signed a deal. Like, I know you might not like the way we do business, but you signed a deal to do business with us, and that's what you should do. You know, my black heart runs off of spite, so I I could see it. I could see it in certain areas. So um, yeah, I don't know much else about the goings on of uh, AEW. William Regal, I believe, had another uh, flirtatious encounter with Excalibur, and yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. I hope they're doing well. I don't know when their next big show is. Like, they seem to have every week. It seems to be a new title for their. You know, this is AEW Dynamite. The you know. We're getting vapid in Grand Rapids, and so I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. I wish I liked them more than I do, but you're not watching the weekly stuff. You're not watching Dynamite and Rampage, are you? No, not at all. No. Well, all right. Then if that's the case, I think we are good. I've been watching. Um, I'm on a little quest. It is. A, I, I can mention it, I suppose. I don't think I've actually mentioned what I'm doing. Um I'm watching every Halloween Havoc. Nice. And I'm up to 97. And I, I, I would tried that one year and they were so fucking boring. There, there's, there's some hits and misses all throughout. I made it up to match number. I'm in 19. I'm about to start 97. So I'm about to watch my 66th match. Um, you know, and I'll do a podcast of some kind. I don't know if I'll do a tournament or if I'll, you know, find a way to rank them or just talk about them, but it's been fun. It's been entertaining. So that's been my Halloween thing. I didn't watch Hocus Pocus 2. Did you watch Hocus Pocus 2? No, but I 
I probably will. You watching the She-Hulk? No, come on. Hey, I I will tell you, I She-Hulk's been hit or miss. Parts of it are funny. Parts of it have been real boring. But this, the last episode I saw, which was last week's episode, that featured um, such like G level characters as El Aguila, Porcupine, um, Mister Immortal was there a couple of weeks ago. Like the fact that they're pulling out some ridiculous characters from the Marvel toy box is pretty enjoyable to me. So, and that hopefully we get to Daredevil because I've been promised Daredevil. And I would like some Daredevil. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of all done with MCU. I think that's you're done with a lot of things. I I, I want to know what's next. I, I I hear I'm done with this. I'm done with this. At some point next summer, every week I'm going to be like, all right, I don't want to know what you're done with. What are you starting? What are you What are you into now? You know they're they're making a um a monster verse or Godzilla show for Apple TV Plus or whatever. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm all done with Godzilla. Oh, my God. Not like Japanese Godzilla. I will be there day one for any further Japanese Godzilla movies that come out. But the mm. American Godzilla movies. Okay. I can't argue with that. <laughs> none of them have ever been any good. No. I'm just done with it. I think you should watch Werewolf by Night when it comes out. Um, if you can manage, if you can manage to find that. Disney's doing like a black and white horror sort of show, Werewolf by Night. I think Man Thing's going to be in it. Like, it seems to be kind mm. of a genre, genre based sort of thing. And I think that might be something, you know, you can dip your toe into the MCU to watch something that I think is going to be very different and probably a little more up your street, as they say. Yeah. I so. I don't know, like I even like I I have no desire to watch Thor: Love and Thunder, and like that was a movie that I thought I was probably draw me back in. Yeah, but I honestly I have no desire to watch it. I I didn't love it. I would put the origin. You know, it's of the Thor movies. It's third out of four. Yikes. You know, Ragnarok's Ragnarok, I think was the best one, and the original one was good. And it's ahead of Dark World. Okay. And yeah, like I think I feel like there was something that I was like, ah, yeah, I'll see that. Like probably like Guardians 3. I'm sure I'll watch that. I like James Gunn as a filmmaker, so I think I will watch that. But I don't I don't know what else. I feel like there's something that I said I would watch. But like, you know, even like Sam Raimi and 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 the Doctor Strange sequel, I I didn't watch that. Like that's I I would love to say these were all amazing, but, but they're not. I, mean, I know they're not. No, yeah, no. But, uh, the next thing that comes out, and actually maybe this like recently, like the next tomorrow actually, is Werewolf by Night, which has you know Jack Russell, who's the Marvel character who turns him into a werewolf. They've got Elsa Bloodstone, um, you know. Then we've got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We'll watch that. Just to see what happens. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special in December on Disney Plus. That I think you'd find entertaining. Is James Gunn directing it? Yep. And writing it. Then I'm in. Uh, then we've got What If Season 2. I didn't ever finish Season 1. 
No, thank you. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. I don't think I saw the last one. That's with Kang, you know, our new big bad Kang the Conqueror. He'll be making his big appearance in that. So I'm I'm interested. I don't even think I know who Kang the Conqueror is. And I read a bunch of comics. He's a time traveling bad guy. I've watched some YouTube videos with like 23 reasons why Kang the Conqueror is a bigger bad guy than Thanos. And I was like, um, no. I don't I honestly don't think I've ever seen this guy. I'm interested. I like the actor, and I think he'll do a nice job with it. But again, you know, then we're doing Secret Invasion, an Echo show, May 5th, 2023, Guardians 3. So there you can just just watch your Guardian stuff. Even that's going to get played out, though, because I got to tell you, I'm not so much a fan of Chris Pratt these days. I feel like the best part of Guardians, this is going to sound ridiculous at this point, is Batista. Yeah. 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 Chris Pratt, is fu- the first movie was good. The first movie was very good. The second movie, I feel like they lost the thread on Star-Lord. And then with all the stuff with Endgame and, you know, I have no interest in Star-Lord anymore. I'll be in, you know, the Gamora Nebula stuff. I'm like, all right, what's going on with them? I don't really care about Rocket. I don't really care about Groot. So, yeah, Batista, Mantis. I'm interested in Adam Warlock. I'd like to see what Adam Warlock in the MCU is like. Although the fact that Thanos is already done kind of defeats the whole purpose of adam warlock but regardless i'm gonna miss uh mary poppins mary oh mary poppins y'all yeah what's his character name yondu yondu yeah yeah he was good hopefully he comes back because he was also a highlight i hope there's some sort of flashback sort of thing that would be nice well, and you know, and again, you can be done with the MCU, but at some point, work will die down enough that you're going to have to start getting into something else. Oh, and I'll get back into horror movies like nobody's business. I've got a backlog that, that's, waiting for that's me. That's all I need. But, that's yeah. all I need. All right. I also need our email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Jeffrey, hello from the vineyard. Hi, guys. Thanks for doing my snack cake bracket last week. Here's another soft drinks. One and two seeds are, of course, Coke and Pepsi. The rest are in no particular order. I have Coke winning for me, at least. Um, we'll skip that for in the moment. Will you guys yeah. be watching Extreme Rules? Uh, DC yes. said yes. I say no. Question for you off podcast. But <laughs> do you have a list of brackets you've covered so I don't repeat? I'd like to send in some more ideas, but I know you've done some. Let me know if you have time. Thanks, Jer- Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent for my iPhone. I love you, Jeffrey. No, we don't. But we also necessarily <laughs> won't remember what we did when we did it. Oh, yeah, I got no so, idea. So we well, could have done, done a candy bracket more than once. So Yeah, yeah. So pr- send in whatever you got. We'll do it. All right. Um, I'm assuming here that, you know, I'm not seeing a Diet Coke. So I'm assuming when we're talking about Coke, we're talking about all the various flavors. Including the dream Coke? I'm going to say no. I I think it's got to be 
regular OG. Coke. But I, I will I will expand that to say I believe diet uh equivalence of the original flavor counts just as much. So if you want to consider it as Diet Coke as opposed to Coke Classic, um, that I think that's perfectly acceptable. Fair enough. All right, so Coke or Pib? Pib. Wow. I think Pib is the only one on this list that would beat Coke. Too bad that it was in the first round. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had a Pib. It's like Dr. Pepper... But maybe just a little bit more cola-y. Okay. Interesting. Now I want it. Um, of course, there's yeah, also I, a Pib Extreme, which is like Dr. Pepper, just maybe a little bit more Dr. Peppery. So, mm. you know. I you know, I would go with Coke because Diet Coke was my soda of choice for a very, very long time. Um, but now I want to try Mr. Pib. You ever had a Moxie? I have. They're fucking disgusting. Uh, have you? Uh, yes. Up in the Great North Woods, there's a town right next to uh, where my wife's from that is like that has like a huge Moxie store and all of that type of stuff. So there's. Do you agree? It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's not good. Okay, just check. Not good at all. Seven uh, Up or Doctor Pepper? Doctor Pepper. I find it interesting that Seven Up's on this list, but Sprite is not. Sprite would beat Seven Up in the head to head. Yeah, A and W cream soda or Sierra Mist cream soda. Cream soda is good. Yeah, and again, Sprite is good, but Sprite to me is the better of the best of all lemon lime sodas. Yeah, I mean, uh, I might. I don't know if you count it as lemon lime, but like maybe I'd say Fresca. But that's kind oh. of its own thing. So, well, we're, we'll get there. Fresca is on this turn on this bracket. Uh, Fanta or sun kissed orange soda or Mountain Dew? Fanta. Yeah, I'm a fan of orange soda. I don't care for Mountain Dew. I'm okay with Mountain Dew, but it's never my choice. Yeah. Uh, Canada Dry Ginger Ale or Slice? Slice is just another kind of orange soda, right? Correct. Well, uh, I think they probably have like a grape version, but yeah. ginger ale. I like a good ginger yeah. ale. It's a good mixer. I agree. And Canada Dry is, I believe, the superior ginger ale. I prefer it over Schweppes. Agreed. I don't know if I could name you another ginger ale Polar. brand. Oh. I will buy Polar because it tends to be inexpensive. Yeah. But I agree that Canada Dry is superior. A, a Polar Mandarin Orange Seltzer is delicious. So, Orange. Oh, there's Sprite. I just did not, literally did not see it. But there it is. Orangina or Sprite? What's Orange Gina? Uh, it's like, it's almost more like orange juice. Oh, I know what that it's is. It's kind of. It's kind of like carbonated orange juice, I feel like. Uh, I'll go with Sprite. Yeah. Got to have a lemon-lime represented. Uh, Mellow Yellow or A&W Root Beer? Root Beer. A&W Root Beer is the best root beer. I think it is superior to IBC. Hmm. The local root beer? that actually well, no, we're I don't not counting like local. We're much. not counting local. No, yeah, A&W. I think sure. A&W is better than Mug and... 
Both of those are light years beyond barks. I don't like barks at all. It has bite. Yeah. I mean, I will say barks has that going for it. The bite refers to the fact that it actually has caffeine and most root yeah. beers do not. Uh, but I don't care for the flavor profile of barks. I, I, hmm. I don't, I don't, I do not prefer I, it anyways. I feel like at some point, like a root beer taste test, a blind root beer taste. We've got to get Mrs. Manson to take part and be the scientist who mixes up the root beers. And then finally, Fresca versus Pepsi. I'll go with Fresca. Pepsi is trash. I'm sorry. I find Pepsi to be hot garbage. Pepsi's. Look, on a scale of, of on a scale of RC Cola to Coke, Pepsi's above RC Cola. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> I'll just go to the restaurant that has a Coke. I don't remember the last time I saw like a Pepsi machine. Crystal Pepsi? Blue Pepsi? Pepsi Max. Remember that? <laughs> Pepsi with all the vitamins yeah, in it? They had to keep trying. I miss the, again, and we can do it. We go to Moe's uh, near where you work, and I can get the machine that gives you the mixture, and I can make my lime Coke that I want. But All right. I, I agree with you with everything but the Pib over Coke, but that's just due to lack of... Uh, exposure. Pib or Dr. Pepper? Pib because it's more exotic. Cream soda or Fanta orange soda? Cream soda. I think I'd go with the orange in that case, but I'm not mad at it. Ginger ale or Sprite? It depends on what you want. Ginger ale. Every time. Sprite to me, those lemon lime sodas are are, are the most forgettable sodas i would drink a pepsi before i drank a sprite if i'm drinking a lemon lime soda more than likely there's alcohol involved and not even then i can't that, yeah i don't there's no alcoholic <laughs> like, beverage that i think i like a lemon lime soda is a good mixture i you know a seven and seven yeah which granted would be seven up that's a delicious beverage but uh and then root beer or fresca root beer I like a fresca. Also exotic. But yeah, root beer. All right, down to the final four. Pib or cream soda? Cream soda. Ginger ale or root beer? Root beer. Ooh. A&W versus A&W. 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 Let's see what this backstage assault will get us. Are you going with cream soda or are you going with root beer? I think I prefer cream soda. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I like root beer I, a lot. But again, that lo the local place. There's a local, the local place. Has local soda has a delicious cream soda. Cream soda. They, yeah. If it's the local place I'm thinking about, I think they serve it at um, Pepe's, which is a pizza place we like to go to. And so we'll always go and get a one liter of that along with the pizza. The mountain one? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I lived very close to, you know, you could go and they would have all the soda and you'd get a crate and you could mix and match mm. like your own 24 pack. They have a strawberry soda, which does not sound good. No, that sounds awesome. Is. That sounds awesome. Their grape soda was very good. My dad was partial to their birch beer. Oh, yeah. Birch beer. Birch beer represent. Yeah. I like a birch yeah. beer. 
I, if you ever get, I wonder if they're still open because it's it was fun to just wander through this. Like it was like in, it felt like you were in somebody's garage, but there were just aisles of different sodas you could just park in your own uh, little crate there. Well, there you go, Jeffrey. I look forward to more tournaments from you. Thank you so very much. Our next email comes from Simon. Bake Off 2. Well, here we are, America. Mere hours removed from the dullest Bake Off episode I've ever seen. No spoilers, I promise. That's kind of a spoiler, Simon. It is. It's kind of a spoiler. I can say this, however. The good and the less good are separating, and I'm sure everyone has their ideas on who should go as the weeks pass. Me? Former Conservative Party Secretary should go. Crumbly old deers with purple hair should go. Eventually they will. Bake Off takes no passengers into the finals. I've fallen for Janusz completely since he put a breakfast on a pizza. That was all in takes. That was all it takes. Now I'd wheel through a wall for him. The pizza place downstairs from my flat does a breakfast pizza and it is delish. I think that the American besties will enjoy Mexican week more than I did. There's another spoiler. Spoilers. I found the challenges less exciting but than previously, but the story and the adventure remains quality. Best wishes to all besties. I'm off to buy a tiny oven timer thingy. It will keep my phone free for messaging bestie chat and emailing you, Simon. Um, hey. I don't remember her name, but I like the old woman with the purple hair. I do not. I think she is trash tier. Wow. Yeah, trash tier competitor. I don't know who the former conservative party secretary is, though. I'm assuming it's the other um, slightly older woman, Dana, Dawn. Uh, I don't remember I don't any of their names. Me neither. We've been so we've been so deep in watching old episodes. Like I'm watching the Peter Laura episode. All I remember is now. Nigel and Nigel is Janish's. Dachshund. That's all I remember. Yeah. I know we've got Sandro and we've got Maxi, and there are probably other ones. <laughs> There's this guy that I like to call Simon Pegg. He's not Simon Pegg, but he kind of looks a little bit like he Simon looks Pegg. like he looks like Jack Septicai's dad. If you know the YouTuber Jack Septicai, who's friends with Mark, I do know Jack Septicai, but I've never watched one of his videos and I don't know what his yeah. dad looks like. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know what his dad looks like either, but he looks like oh. Jack Septicai if you just aged him up. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I might have seen Jack on like some of their. Um, I think he might have been on some of their prop hunt videos. You ever watched the prop hunt videos? I've watched a couple. I of like prop, prop hunt. Videos. I think that's a fun game. Right. That it again. It reminds. It reminds me of Counter Strike, except I would have had a much easier time rather than trying to play with like a touchpad mouse, just running around with a knife. Oh yeah, trying to stab people. That like if I could have like just hidden, that would have been a big hit in the dorms. I could have hid just hidden. That oh yeah, been great. Uh, thank you for the email, Simon. Yeah, I you know we're it's it's hard to remember. Again, I know the drama because Sandro apparently may be more professional than. Other, you know, he he's baked for it. he's baked for celebrity. He's baked cakes for celebrities for before. Oh, really? So obviously he's supposedly mm-hmm. supposedly he's been. You know, people have tweeted at or posted cakes. You know, baked he does by him seem before. relatively light years ahead of many of the other people. So yeah, and they you know the, they've already come out and said, oh, he meets our qualifications for an amateur baker. And I'm like, mm. but then again, I you know don't have any false ideas that this is a legitimate show no 
no reality poor, television is. Poor Jurgen. Our next email comes from Nate, the usual. Good morning, my hardworking fiends. I've been back at my job again full time for a full week, and I don't think I'll ever really get used to the busy nighttime dinner rush. Last night it was crazy, but doesn't help. I was all by myself manager wise, and then two people called in. Does that mean the same thing as calling out? Yes. Okay. I know you're both in the education field and don't rely on too many people. <laughs> oh, Nate. But when you do and they don't come through, how does that make you feel? Rank the big five for breakfast foods, least favorite to favorite. Pancakes, waffles, eggs, French toast, and sausage legs. Come back to that. DC, do you care at all about Aaron Judge and the home run record? Because Major League Baseball is trying to get us to care way too much. Steroids or not, the big record is 71. Doc, what do you enjoy most about pre-1970 horror? Sent from my happy heart, your bestie, Nate. Excellent questions this week, Nate. Um, I can't speak for Doc Manson, but in the public school arena, um, I need, I rely on um, fellow teachers. I rely on special education staff. I rely on what we call paraprofessionals, which are, you know, teacher aides might be another name that you've heard for. And I rely on substitutes. And right now we have uh, one out of three. We have, we have special education staff. We have vacancies in paraprofessionals. We have huge, we have, I think, one sub for our entire district. So that makes it very difficult because, you know, if somebody else is out, there's a domino effect. If this, you know, if, if, if person A works with child B, there's a, there has to be a backup involved. There has to be some person C who, if person A is ever sick, person C has to cover child B because they're trained to deal with that particular child and those particular needs. But let's say I work with person C. She comes into my room or he comes into my room to help out in the morning. Well, now person A calls out sick and now I've lost person C. Well, let's say person A calls out sick once a week which there's a person in our building who calls out at least once a week. I'm losing these people left and right to help me with my, my own children who have their own various needs. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, I've, I've had a mantra that I think you might enjoy, Nate. Um, you can only control what you can control. So I really have to, I've started to really try to push myself to be like, look, I can't control who's out. I can only control what happens in my own four walls of my classroom. So if somebody's out, that stinks and it's frustrating, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I might as well put it out of my head. Um, what people, you know, what happens if a TA is sick? Like, how does that work? I know that's kind of back in. They try, you you try to get coverage from another TA who, um, who will then be owed coverage at a future time. Um, and that used to be kind of just what happened these days. TAs will just be like, Nope, not going to cover and we can't get coverage. And then we just cancel classes. So, wow. So they would get out. So let's say, you know, you're out sick and I've agreed to cover your lab because you're that desperate that you're letting me do it. Um, so that means that I would get, somebody would have to cover my lab yeah. at a future time. Interesting. Okay. They don't get paid extra for that? <laughs> no. 
well, that's it. You know, there are some districts that are desperate for actual teachers. And so they are offering to you, we'll pay you 120% of your salary if you agree to give up your prep periods and teach another class. So that hasn't happened in my district, thankfully, because I wouldn't do it. But, um, you know, I know that that's how desperate people are. Like, Nate, you're looking for a job. I bet if you wanted to become a substitute teacher or work in the education field, they'd scoop you up right quick. Uh, Big five breakfast foods. My ranking is going to be weird because I don't like eggs. So eggs come last for me. I imagine that's not going to be the case for the good doctor. What would your what would your five be? Out of those choices, eggs probably come last. Okay. What would be first? Probably French toast. Because I feel okay. like that's a sometimes treat. It's Fair. it's the most extravagant of the options. Um I think I'd go French toast, then pancakes, mm. then probably waffles. Then sausage links and then eggs. I I'm probably going pancakes, waffles, French toast, sausage, eggs. So I think we're in we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, this, the the whole the whole carb heavy sweet breakfast stuff just mm-hmm. delish. Let me drown it in syrup, please. Well, and again, pancakes I put first because of the variety of stuff you can add to it. If I want to irritate Daddy Manson, I get myself some chocolate chip pancakes and get made fun of. So, uh, do I care at all about Aaron Judge in the home run record? I care about Aaron Judge because I went to a minor league baseball game in Manchester, New Hampshire, um, which is a great minor league baseball stadium because they have a hotel attached to the stadium. So you can sit in the hotel room and look out your window and watch the baseball game, which is very cool. Uh, And I watched a young minor league Aaron Judge, and I was like, who is this giant because Aaron Judge, Doc Manson, plays for the New York Yankees um, and is six foot nine as an outfielder. He's huge. So I'm like, who is this giant of a man who's like the size of Luke Harper running around the outfield? Um, so I like Aaron Judge. And, you know, I go back and forth on steroids. I think it's cool to have a new record. Because then other people can chase it. Getting to 71 home runs is going to take a lot. And I don't know if it's really uh, feasible in today's day and age. But if they want to set a new record for Aaron Judge and then somebody can chase it, whether it's Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners or Vlad Guerrero Jr. from the Blue Jays, then uh, that's fun. So, yeah, sure. I think it's cool. Good for Aaron Judge. Especially since there's an outside chance he switches teams and plays for the Boston Red Sox. Because I think he, you know... I don't know if he could get signed now, but there, at some point he said he's open to playing for the Red Sox because Boston fans are some of the best fans in the world, which is A, false, but B, still cool. All right. Doc, what, what do you enjoy most about pre-1970 horror? Not a l- whole bunch. I'm not super well-versed in pre-1970s horror, actually. Um, obviously horrid. I'm I, I'm well versed in some of the stuff way before that, but like um, I like you know 1950s. I like the science fiction horror of that decade. Godzilla, obviously, um, but like all those sorts of giant monster movies. Them, um, well, giant ant movie that came out and that that was sort of like an American 
anti-nuclear energy movie is also interesting. Um, and the 60s is a decade that, again, I'm, I'm really not overly familiar with, but um, I think it, I, th- I don't know, like I, I enjoy the, um, I enjoy the technicolor, the way that things look, the aesthetics of a lot of those films. Um, although not everything is in color, like 1968 is, I think, Night of the Living Dead, which of course is a famous black and white film that started sort of the modern zombie um, genre. Uh, I think that's a great film. I really like um, Blood and Black Lace, which is a Giallo film. So from Italy, I want to say that's, I was going to say 66, but it's 1964. Um, And this is Mario Bava, who's one of the sort of towering figures of Italian Giallo films. So yeah, I would say Prior to 1970, especially through the 60s, most of what I am familiar with would be stuff coming out of Italy, proto even giallo stuff, certainly proto slashers well before slashers are their own thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. But a lot of these films, they, they lack gore. They lack on-screen violence. Like You're probably talking about things like Peeping Tom, or uh, Psycho, right? And great, great films that were very suspenseful um, and very different, I think, from then what we consider a horror film from like 1974 on, starting with like Texas Chainsaw, where things start getting stripped away and becoming more raw nerve style. And then, of course, that finally sort of becoming the genre uh, that we know as slasher films, where Almost all plot is stripped away in lieu of just, you know, kills and things like that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. It's an interesting period because it's before a lot of the conventions of the horror genre that we, you know, accept as cliches today. It's before a lot of them are even established, um, which makes for some interesting watching for sure. But, yeah. Kind of a roundabout answer, but there you go. Well, there you go, Nate. Look forward to hearing from you next week. Che chiming in. Noodles. Evening, gents. As today is National Noodle Day, and as you both have a penchant for Oriental cuisine, what is the best noodle, and what are noodles best served with? Personally, I'm not. Op- I'm opting for Singapore rice noodles with chili, chicken, and garlic. Aside from Noodle Day, again, best wishes to Mrs. Matthews. Have a great week, Che. Thank you, Che. You're a good, good friend. Oh, my goodness. We could have an entire... If we haven't had a tournament on pasta shapes, I feel like... I feel like we have to have done that at some point. Uh, My recent addiction is udon noodles from the Asian market that the Manson and Matthews have frequented. And actually, I, I have to stock up again. So... I we'll still have, have put one our, melon bar from our first trip. We'll have to put our, I know I'm out of char siu, ate all that, ate the udon noodles. The dumplings are gone. So, right. um, but yeah, some udon noodles and then, you know, uh, a char siu soy sauce, rice, wine, bleh, rice, wine, vinegar mixture, uh, some vegetables and uh, meat of some kind. Delicious. What's your favorite noodle? Probably something like a ramen noodle. 
That's my favorite way to eat in a soup of some kind, whether it be like a ramen mm. with a broth and an egg, jellied egg, and uh, some kimchi and stuff like that. Or, you know, something more like the pho. I know it's probably a different, yeah. it's not really a ramen noodle in that, but, you know, similar idea. Um, yeah. Something like that. It's probably my favorite. There you go. Glenn's got no subject this week. Hey, guys. It started with a depressing weekend and hasn't got much better this week. So this is just an appreciation email for you guys. Everybody in the bestie chat, Brent and the mayor, for helping me stay sane and lift the mood. Glenn. Who's the mayor? Uh, Brent, the um, AWI pod. Uh, I believe he podcasts with someone called the mayor of Canton, Canton, Ohio. So I believe that's who he's referring to. Okay. Well, I'm reaching out to Glenn right now just because I, you know, I've been so lost in my own craziness that I haven't really checked in on people. Jeremy, we love you. Come back, Jeremy. Has anybody heard from Jeremy? Uh, No, he went, he told Glenn he was taking a break in July. And we have not heard from him since. Huh. I've reached out. I've reached out via Facebook. I've reached out um, as many ways as I know how outside of literally looking up his work phone number, which I could find and calling him there. Um, Glenn's reached out. He has his like he's been texting, not heard back. Um, I believe, you know, he had a new lady friend. So it's possible that she was either you know, not a fan or he's just focusing on a new relationship and giving that, you know, the, well, the time and I space it needs. I won't judge you, Jeremy, but I will say we miss you. Yes, we do. We do. I've gone through all the stages of grief. I've been angry at him on podcasts. I've been sad about him on podcasts. Um, so I hope he comes back because, you know, he's a good guy. Uh, and we appreciate you armbar armbar abbott so hope you're doing well our last email comes from mrs manson miscellaneous dear doc in dc sorry for my lack of email last week but here i am this week just a quick note for me to so say i'm enjoying the return of bake-off hashtag team yanish and yes it's october and i've really got to get my act together and bake something else pumpkin-y doc demands more praise and more pumpkin-y delights Brunch this weekend if the other Mrs. M is feeling better. I need another mimosa. Peace, love, and pumpkin spice, Mrs. M. Uh, I will inquire. Our weekend, you know, it's it's Colum- or indig- forgive me, Indigenous Peoples Weekend. So I do not have to work on Monday, which is lovely. Um, there was talk of going to the Great North Woods, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. So I will have to uh, reach out. But... If she continues to, you know, make the progress that she is making, things again are a little better and they go away faster, then perhaps, yes, perhaps mimosas are required. Mm. So thank you to Mrs. Manson and to Glenn and Che and Nate and Simon and Jeffrey, who does not have Twitter and really should get it, uh, for sending in those fabulous, fabulous emails. Doc Manson. Yes. I need your piece of positivity. What's going good in the world and getting you through uh, this early October week? There is. Hmm, there's a new Hellraiser movie, and I actually want to watch it. I saw a picture. Yeah. Um, Hulu made a Hellraiser film, and it's available. 
And um, shocking to many movie fans, perhaps, uh, is the decision to have recast Pinhead, which has happened before. Um, but Pinhead has been recast as a lady, which has some horror fans Ooh. up in arms. However, I must say, horror fans that are up in arms, one, you're misogynists, and two, uh, if you were familiar with the original source material, The Hellbound Heart, written by Clive Barker, you would know that in that book, uh, Pinhead was described as having a feminine form. So, actually, more true to the source material. Wow. They need to get their act together then, these people who complain about everything. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to watching that. At one point, GQ was going to come uh, to watch it with us, but, oh, yeah, GQ, he's been a bit under the weather, so let's give all the DDT vibes to GQ. Uh, yeah, he, he finally uh, caught the, uh, the old pandemic, and he's been oh, a bit no. under the weather, so hoping, sending good vibes. One and all from the entire bestie community. Feel better, GQ. I will text him right now because I did not know that. Yeah, I think he's mostly through it at this point, but I'm sure he still kind of feels lousy. He definitely got hit hard. Um, I don't know. He, I, he might. Yeah, he, like, I think he was out of window washing since maybe last Friday. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's about a week. It's about a week that they don't want you uh, washing windows or being anywhere in public, and then you got to wear a mask for another week. Yeah. So, so hoping that he feels better soon, and maybe we can watch some Hellraiser. And at some point, maybe we'll record a Halloween special. There you go. That's what people need right now. Uh, Doc, every so often, you come across a person in your life or that you find online, you, you see on the YouTube or whatever, and you go, that person has it. That person has that star quality, that je ne sais quoi, um, that genius level intellect, and you're like, that person's going to be something. I've had it with you, watching you being like, oh, yeah, he's got the spark. I do? I think you do. Thanks. I think you do. Um, you are familiar with the website College Humor. Never heard. Okay. Well, there's a website called College Humor. Is uh, it funny? And uh, I remember that I seem to recall going to that website in in my college days, and it not necessary, it not being bad. Uh, but they had a YouTube series, and I don't remember how I stumbled into it. But they had a, you know, now it's something called Dropout TV, which is yet another streaming service. Um, but they had a show called Breaking News. I think it's called Breaking News. And it's, you know, kind of like your your traditional improv game of like new, you know, breaking news sort of thing. You have a newscaster or co-anchor and two uh, field reporters or weather people or whatever. But they don't know what they're allowed to say, and they're not allowed to smile or laugh, and so they just have to read the teleprompter, which it, on its own is a very cool concept. But there is a guy. You all right over there? Your eye's leaking. Yeah. I think I got something in it. It's tearing no, up. No, no. That's okay. I'll be fast. Um, there's, a, there's a man by the name of Brennan Lee Mulligan. And he is, he's got that quick wit. He's got the improv skills. He's hilarious. 
And if you just get the chance, if you're looking for something fun, you know, you're looking for something new on YouTube to watch, uh, look up, you know, there's a show called Game Changer. There's the breaking news or just type in Brennan Lee Mulligan Lee L.E.E. Uh, and some of the stuff he does is quite funny. I've been enjoying that and chuckling to myself for many a day. This what kind week. of humor does um, he do? Uh, he's just it's it's just it's that quick wit, you know, sort of thing that, you know, again, there's a show called Game Changer, which is a three person game show, but they don't know the, they don't know the rules of the show. They have to try to figure out the rules of the show as the game goes on. So there's one in which the rule of the game is simply that he can't win. And the moment that he starts to figure it out and the rant he goes on and he's, you know, he's got, you know, he's talking at the height of his reference level. So he's referencing Icarus and Daedalus and doing all of this type of stuff. He's, he's just, he's, he's very bright. I would not be surprised if we see him on a bigger platform at some point in time. Um, But yeah, yeah. Somebody to somebody to look out for if you're looking for something fun. I felt this way about Ian Carmel, who hosts the All Fantasy Everything podcast and now is the head writer on the Late Late Show with James Corden. So, you know, someone to watch out for. Well, all right there, friends. Well, Doc's Eye appears not to be leaking as much anymore, though he keeps squinting. So we're going to let him go take oh, care of that. Doc Manson. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog of episodes wherever it is that you get fine audio programming like this show. Just search for DDT Wrestling at your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and doc. It helps us keep the lights on. It keeps this podcast train chugging along. He is doc Manson at doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Please. When you're listening to this, just close your eyes and think, I hope DC's door is working on his car until we meet again. My friends won't you be our bestie should probably just buy a new one.